Amen. Amen, amen. I want you to say it with me, Brother Jones, preach to me. Would you say that, Brother Jones? Preach to me. God bless you. Take your liberty. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord today? For in his presence is fullness of joy. I am thankful that I am in his presence this morning. And as they were singing, uh, I just began to think of where God brought me from. I began to think about, as Brother Brandon was talking earlier, of how I shouldn't be here today. Of how the Lord seen fit to place an anointing on me. For years I run from. But I'm telling you today that if God is drawing you, you can run for so long. But one day you'll surrender. And I was just thinking, I was thinking as they were singing. Praise Him. Praise Him and lift Him up. But it's that he can be exalted. I said now praise him. Oh, praise him and lift him up. Praise him. Exalt his name forever. Praise him. Praise him and lift him up. Praise him. Exalt his name thinking as they were singing that praise him I began to think about the psalmist as he said in 150 praise him upon the string instruments praise him with a timbrel and a dance praise him on the high sounding cymbals praise him on the loud sounding cymbals but you know what the music all has a part in its place but I'm telling you that you and I have a place of worship and in Psalms 150 and 6 it's been quoted this morning let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord and I'm sorry but it may be a Sunday morning but when somebody begins to sing about praising the king of kings and singing about praising the Lord of Lords. I cannot keep my seat. I cannot keep still because I know where God brought me from. I know where God delivered me out of. I know what God's done for me. And if you've been delivered, if you've been set free this morning, you shouldn't be sitting in your seat. You should be out in the aisle saying, God, I thank you.
praise the Lord for. But let me give you a reason to praise him. He woke you up this morning. You're in your right mind. He allowed you to come in his presence one more time. That's enough reason right there all alone just to praise him. But I'm telling you, I've got a few more reasons to praise him. I woke up and I wasn't sick in my body. I woke up this morning and I'm telling you, I wasn't crazy in a crazy house somewhere. But I'm here in the house of God giving God all the praise that he's worthy of. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit by and, and, and contain myself. But when I get in the presence of Jehovah, when I get in the presence of the King of Kings, I can't help but to praise him. Praise him and lift him up. somebody come on somebody come on somebody hey 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 well I don't know what you come to do this morning you may have come to listen to a pretty sermon you may have come just to come in and sit down and expect another ordinary service but I come to praise the Lord I come to lift up the name that is above every name oh at the mention of the name Jesus if a knee shall bow if a tongue shall confess oh you might not confess it this morning but one day it's going to come where every knee is going to fall down to the face of the earth and they are going to say Jesus Christ is Lord Jesus Christ is Lord even the atheist who says there is no God one day he's going to fall on his face and say Jesus Christ is Lord I refuse to wait to that day but today on a Sunday morning February the 13th I'm going to praise him I'm going to praise him I said I'm going to praise him I don't know if you feel what I feel, but I feel the presence of the Lord in this place.
David was an achiever? You know why David could uh, could pray, uh, could do things uh, and get God's attention? Because he learned a long time ago that if I can praise the Lord, I know that I can praise my way through any situation. David learned that if I can just praise him, if I could just praise him, Oh, you may bow, be bound by sin this morning, but if you'll begin to praise Him, I promise you the Holy Ghost will fall all over you and you'll begin to speak with a heavenly language, but you got to praise Him. You may be bound by addictions this morning, but when you begin to praise Him, you can shake off the addiction. May be bound by sickness this morning, but I'm telling you, if you'll learn how to praise Him, if you'll learn how to praise Him, I may not even get to my notes this morning. I feel a spirit of praise in this building this morning. I'm telling you, every miracle in the Bible that ever took place, somehow they praised Him. It may not have been in a very uh, exuberant way, but there was some way that they praised Him. I'm telling you this morning, uh, if you need something from God, why don't you just praise Him? Why don't you just praise Him? I said, why don't you just praise Him? You say, Brother Jones, this is Sunday morning. I just, I've never been in a service like this. Well, guess what? There's a first time for everything. Hey, and I'm just going to obey the Lord. The church people know me by now. I just obey God. And I'm telling you this morning, there's some people, you come in here and you are bound. You are, you are so bound and you, you can't even get out of your pew and lift your hands. But I, I just wish if you, could, if you would just get up on your feet. Just why don't we just stand today? Everybody in the building, just stand with me. Stand up on your feet. Come on. And begin to praise the Lord. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Everybody across this building, stand to your feet. I said praise Him. Do it only the way you know how. Just begin to praise Him in your own way this morning. Oh God, I praise You. Oh, You woke me up this morning. You clothed me in my right mind. Oh, You put food on my table. You put shoes on my feet. Lord, I've got to praise You. this morning how many feel that spirit in here you feel the holy ghost today you feel the the power of god in this place amen that same power that you feel is the same power that can deliver you this morning the same power you feel right now that presence of the lord of jehovah jireh yeah that presence right there can deliver you and set you free this morning When I first come here, I'm going to quote it again today, this morning. The anointing destroys the yoke. I said the anointing destroys the yoke. Your yoke this morning when anointed praise begins to go forth. When anointed praise begins to go forth. 
I'm telling you, weights begin to fall off. Chains begin to break. Yokes begin to be destroyed. But you got to praise him. I'm trying to let some. I'm trying to give you an easy ticket to get your deliverance this morning. If you just begin to praise Him, the Bible says that He inhabits the praises of His people. That means He likes the praises of His people. He loves the praises of His people. When His people began to praise Him, something just gets all over and say hey they are desperate for a miracle I think I'll give them their miracle this morning because they praise me says rejoice in the Lord O ye righteous rejoice in the Lord O ye righteous for praise is commonly for the upright in other words the Lord was saying praise is common David was saying here praise is common for the upright it means that it's not uncommon to them. It doesn't mean that they don't know what praise is about. But somebody who is righteous knows what praise is all about. If this morning, if you don't know what praise is all about, why don't you just begin to praise Him? I promise you, once you begin, you're not going to want to stop because it's something about praising Jesus. I've learned in my storm, I've learned in my test that if I'll just praise Him, If I'll just praise him. If I'll just begin to call on the name of the Lord. Oh, the Bible says he's a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and are safe. But you got to learn how to praise him. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Bible says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, shout unto God with a voice of praise. Mm -hmm. Praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look, I'm not just repeating myself this morning just so I look crazy. I'm repeating myself because I want to try to help you get your miracle this morning. I want to try to help somebody get their deliverance this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get behind this pulpit and I don't help anybody this morning, then then what I've done has come in vain. But I, what I'm trying to do this morning is in vain if I don't help anybody this morning. But I'm trying today with one purpose in mind. And that's to help somebody in this place under the sound of my voice. That if you learn how to praise Him. 
Eve often said, no doubt. But Lord, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this problem. I don't know how I'm going to get through this test. Well, the preacher's telling you this morning, learn how to praise him. But Lord, I don't know where my next meal's coming from. Well, learn how to praise him. Let me tell you a little story about me. I remember a time when I was about six years, six or seven years old. We were pastoring a church. My dad was pastoring a church on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And my mother was homeschooling us boys. And my dad was working a full-time job and also trying to keep the church afloat. And I tell you, there was a time where I went to the cabinet and I told Mom, I said, Mom, I'd like a bowl of cereal. Mama said, baby, there's just none in the cabinet. I went to the cabinet and the only thing there was, Brother Regan, was a can of sardines. And I said, Mama, I don't want that. I want some cereal. And Mama said, you know what, baby, we can't, we can't afford it right now. But I tell you what we'll do. We'll go back to the bedroom and we'll begin to pray. We'll begin to ask God for a blessing. And so we went to the bedroom and I can remember hearing my old mother cry out to God, Lord, bless us with some food, Lord. Lord, bless my baby with some cereal. Lord, he wants some cereal and she just began to praise him in her own little way and we left the bedroom and continue our daily things and it wasn't 30 minutes later until a knock came at the door and there stand a little old lady with a few bags of groceries and guess what baby I got my uh, cereal that morning I'm telling you when you begin to praise him I'm just telling you what God's done for me you what God's done for you but I'm telling you what God has done for me there's been times where I didn't know where my next paycheck or where my next bill was going to get paid from but I just began to praise him I just began to praise him and all of a sudden it wasn't a few days later the Lord brought a blessing but it's because I praised him Oh, yes, there's beauty in praise. There's beauty in praise. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I just feel a good, a good spirit here this, this morning, Brother Riggin. I know it's Sunday morning. I, I, I know I, I'm... I'm not doing everything just right. I apologize, but I'm just obeying the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Mm, Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to join in with Pastor and say welcome to the guests this morning. We are so glad and delighted you're here with us. If our worship seems a little strange, if we seem strange in our praise, it's just we've learned a long time ago to praise Him. Amen. When we come to the house of God, when we come to the house of God, we come with no doubt needs. And the only way we know to get our needs met is to begin to praise Him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I am so thankful that I I serve a God that I can praise Him. And He inhabits my praise. I don't serve a God who is sitting on a shelf somewhere that cannot hear my voice. I don't serve a God somewhere that I have never uh, felt. But I do serve a God that I have felt many times. And He is in this place this morning. He abides with His people. Amen? Hallelujah. And I am thankful that I serve a God like that this morning. Amen, amen, amen. 
Well, I'm going to try to preach this morning. Is that okay? Amen. Psalms 30 and verse 5 says, Give you time to get there. Hallelujah. Psalms 30 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I just, I'm excited about what I feel. Uh, what an awesome service. If you missed it out Friday night on that service, man. We just had one of those old Brush Harbor Holy Ghost services around here Friday night. And uh, we went from one extreme to the other. I was telling a pastor uh, yesterday, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. And I was telling him, I said, we went from one extreme to the other. We were shouting one minute and we were in our, on our faces weeping before God by the end of the service. It was just one of those services Friday night. And I'm telling you. God is not finished. I believe we're going to see multiple services like that in the days to come. God just, he, he loves it. He loves his people. And he loves when they begin to worship and praise him. Psalms 30 and verse 5 says, For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. This service has been key to the message that the Lord has begun to give me this morning. Uh, as I awakened this morning, the Lord began to deal with me uh, last night early in the morning. And this morning, the Lord began to deal with me strongly, forcefully on this, on this message. And I began to write down and, and prepare. And I feel this morning that somebody is coming here and you are bound in your night. But I hope by the time the end of the service is over that I can help you. And the Lord can help you see the light before the end of the day, before the end of this service today. Amen. So if you will, place your Bibles down and help us pray. Pastor, would you pray over this this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, saints of God. Put your hands together one more time and lift up the name of Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. I want to talk to you for just a few moments. I'm probably not going to be very long this morning. I just I feel God wants to do something in this place. But I want to talk to you on this simple subject this morning. The beauty of the morning. The beauty of the morning. Uh, in, on September the 3rd, 1814, two men set sail from Baltimore aboard a ship, the HMS Minden. Their mission was to exchange prisoners who were ex, uh, accused of abiding, uh, aiding the arrest of British soldiers. One of the two men by the name of Francis Key Scott... In the process of trying to get these American prisoners freed, they, were, they overheard the plans of the attack on Baltimore. And so, hearing the attack, hearing about the attack and the plan of the attack on Baltimore, these two men, once were free, became captive by the men who planned to attack Baltimore. And so, being in the ship... Being there as the war began to take place or as the battle uh, began to take place against Baltimore uh, on the fort there. Uh, they, Francis Keith Scott began to uh, hear all of the sounds of war that were going on. The bombing and the, he began to see the, the vibrant lights and the bright things. And he knew that the fort was being attacked. 
He knew in the night. That's where the enemy tries to attack. And it was in the night that this fort was attacked. And Francis Key Scott, no doubt, feeling helpless aboard this ship. Knowing the plan that was taking place. Knowing what was going on. He knew that he could do nothing about it. He was captured and kept locked with the rest of the prisoners aboard the ship. And he, uh, I've heard stories and, uh, and things and I read this morning. I began to read, read and research on this. And I, I can just imagine as he is, is the window in the ship there. As he began to watch the, the, the attack on this fort. And it says in this information that I was reading that he saw the small flag. The small storm flag. As it was waving. He said and then. He knew. That he wouldn't be able to tell any other thing until the morning. So. He. It goes on to say that the rainy morning. That in, on that rainy morning as he looked out. He saw a flag. That had been ch- swapped out. With the small star flag. He saw a flag with 15 stars and 15 uh, stripes that represented the United States of America. It was tattered. It was worn. It had holes in it. uh, And it was beaten and battered. But what he saw was hope in the morning. He began to see that they were attacked and they were under attack and under siege. But through the attack and through the war, there still stood a flag that represented freedom of the Americans and he was excited in his spirit and he began to pen a poem of defense of Fort McHenry which later went on to be the star spangled banner which is now the United States of America's anthem because one day they saw a banner that was flying there and in the wind it may have been tattered and it may have been worn brother Riggin but I'm telling you that there flew a flag that was beaten and battered but no matter how beaten and battered it was it still was flying high. It still represented freedom. I'm telling you this morning that you have may, you may have waved a lot of storms and you may have waved a lot of battles. But I'm telling you as long as you hold on to Jesus you'll stand high and you'll fly high. You may have a lot of holes. You may have a lot of marks. You may have a lot of scars. But I'm telling you if you'll hold on to Jesus. Oh, somebody get with me this Sunday morning. I'm saying if you hold on to Jesus. I'm telling you, this, this, this thing has waved a lot of storms. It's waved a lot of battles. But there's one thing. You can't sink the old ship of Zion. And just as in 1814 when the attack was on Fort McHenry, there became an attack over 2,000 years ago. On a man named Jesus. And I want to focus on this for the next little bit. I I want to talk to you about this man named Jesus. Jesus was born 
to this earth as God. He was, God formed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible says that in John uh, 1 and 14. And we beheld the glory of him. And so he came so that you and I can be saved. And there come a day at 30 years of age where he began to do and perform miracles. And at this age, people began to hate him. People began to plan his demise, Brother Riggin. They began to plan his death at the age of 30 years old. And so... As they began to plan, he still began to heal. He still did miracles. He still did things knowing that people were planning his death. And no doubt, maybe as the human side of him may have feared death. As in the Garden of Gethsemane, we know that he's prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. And so we know that he did not want the fleshly side, did not want to go to the cross. But he went to the cross. He went and he was captured as a man who did nothing wrong as a man who was helping the innocent and helping those that were bound by sin and bound by chains of sickness and destruction all he did was to come and help a world who knew really who knew no God a world who knew about God but maybe didn't serve God but he comes so that they may have life and life more abundantly and so at the garden of Gethsemane he was taken captured he was placed before Pilate and before Caesar he went before all of these and he was beaten for our sins and our transgressions I'm telling you that they beat him so bad that he was unrecognizable he was not recognized by his own mother because they had beat him so bad I'm telling you about a man who came to this earth so that you and I could have life so that you and I when we die from this planet earth when we die from this physical being that it just does not stop there but it goes on that we can have life eternally with him in heaven I'm telling you that he went to the cross they beat him with a cat of nine tails and those of you who don't know what the cat of nine tails is this thing was a whip that was embraided with rocks and glass and bones and and pieces of sharp objects I want to try to paint you a picture this morning. We so oftentimes forget about what God really done for us. The cat of nine tails with all these fragments in them. Can you imagine as this big muscular soldier comes behind you, stands behind you, and with all his might... He lashes out. Now I'm not talking about like a belt and it just leads a web. I'm talking about when this object connected with our Savior's skin, it ripped. When, and he didn't just get one strike. They didn't stop with just two. 39 stripes so that you and I could be saved. I can imagine as the anguish and the agony that he went through. As they began to rip away at his flesh. And you say... 
Why? Why did he do that? So that you and I could be free. He paid a price that you and I could go free. A God who was in heaven, who came to earth as a fleshly form. Who knew no sin. Who was perfect in every way. Who deserved no punishment. He didn't deserve what he got. He was dealt a bad hand. He didn't deserve anything that he suffered. But he suffered. And he said, you know what? There's going to be somebody in Olathe, Kansas in 2011 on February the 13th that's going to need some remission of their sins. They're going to need some burdens lifted. And if I don't go to the cross, they're not going to have it. If I don't shed my innocent blood, then there's no hope for them. And you and I, we take it so many times for granted. And I am just as guilty as the rest of you of falling short. But you know what? He forgives us of our sins. He forgives us of our shortcomings. He forgives us of our trespasses. Because he said, you know what? I didn't go to the cross just for it to be in vain. I didn't go to the cross to die and then place the thorns on my head that went, that pierced my brow and the blood began to run down his face. You know, I get so sick of these movie stars who try to portray a picture of Jesus because they do not even get a fraction of what Jesus Christ really went through. These painters try to paint a picture of what, Je- what they feel like Jesus went through. But they cannot touch the surface of the pain and agony that Jesus Christ went through. And you know why he did it? So that you and I could be saved. So that you and I could be free. Who would want to serve a God? Who says, you know what? I know they don't deserve it. I know they're unworthy. But I'm going to go anyway. Because I love them. And on crucifixion day, as the disciples sit there and watched a banner of hope being nailed to the cross. A banner of a man who knew no sin to them And to us, he is everything. And they sit there and they watched as they scorned him, as they laughed at him, as they spit upon him. Yes, they did that to your Savior. They did that to a God who is sitting in this place this morning and he's compelling you to come. I oftentimes, there was a song that was written many years ago. Does he still feel the nails every time I fail? Does he hear the crowd cry crucify again? Am I causing him pain? For I know 
I'm the one to blame. And I just can't bear the fault of hurting him. So many times we forget what he really done. But as he hung there on that cross, Brother Riggin, and as the disciples looked at their Savior, looked at a man who they had seen do numerous miracles, at a man who was God, and they were seeing him bleed to death and suffer something that he didn't deserve. Suffering pain that he didn't deserve to suffer. You know what? Really, to be honest, you and I are the ones that should have been hung on a cross. You and I should have been the ones that should have been beaten because we're the ones that sin. We're the ones that fail because we're human. But a man who, could, who did not fail, a man who knew no sin, he said, you know what? They don't have to suffer this. I'll stop it once and for all. And I can remember the old, the old hymnal, the old rugged cross, the symbol of suffering and shame. How I love that old cross. Because you know why? That banner, that blood-stained banner, as he stretched his arms forth, and he said, okay, I'll take the pain, and I'll take the agony. I'll suffer the spitting. I'll suffer the cursing. I'll suffer the mockery. Just so that you and I can one day find hope. And in your storm, in your night, I hope that you can see, if you close your eyes, you can see that bloodstained banner. As it's there, and you say, you know what? There's still freedom for me. He didn't die in vain. Because when I close my eyes, I see the bloodstained banner. I see that bloodstained banner as it's still sitting there. As the blood drip to the earth. As the blood trickled down. And it purchased your denies forgiveness. You see, we don't have to do this great task to earn God's forgiveness. You and I don't have to do this great feat and, and, and put forth this great thing. To earn God's forgiveness. But this morning, God's forgiveness is ready and available. You say, Brother Jones, I don't deserve it. Neither did I. 
And I still don't deserve it. But he still went so that you and I can be forgiven. Your storm may be raging this morning. You may have come in here and your storm may be blowing so strong. Your situation may seem to be so huge that you can't seem to find a way out. But there's a God in this place that can turn your sorrow into joy. I tell you that I don't serve a God who's still in the tomb. I don't serve a dead God. But he's here this morning. Because there was a day that he, when all hope was gone, it seemed like, Brother Riggin, the disciples were hiding in fear for their life. And Jesus was in the tomb. And day a day went by, nothing happened. Another day went by, and still nothing. But that third day, there came a man out of the tomb. He died. He suffered anguish so that you and I wouldn't have to. But he rose again, and he ascended into heaven back to his rightful place. But he didn't leave us comfortless. For he sent his spirit, the Holy Ghost, so that you and I can be overcomers. So that you and I can live a free life of sin. We can live a free life from sin because his spirit abides in us. And if you this morning don't have His Spirit, if you're in your storm and it seems like no hope, this morning I want to uplift the banner of the Lord to you. (coughs) And I want to tell you that this morning, Sunday morning, It may be night in your life. It may be darkness in your life. But just as crucifixion day and darkness came over the earth, it didn't stay in the dark. For there came a morning when Jesus arose from the grave and stood victorious over death, hell, and the grave. It's been often said that he even went to hell himself and got the keys for your salvation. He died into the grave so that you and I can be pardoned. Many wars have been fought. But on that day, that was the greatest war that ever was fought. And it was a war between sin and victory. And I come to tell you this morning that victory prevailed. And this morning, victory can prevail in your life. 
You don't have to live a life of sin. You don't have to live a life of turmoil and torture and pain. But you can live a life of freedom in the Lord. I'm not going to say that you're not going to face storms because you will. We all face them. But it's through the storm that we're made strong. But if you're facing the storm without the Lord this morning, your ship will eventually sink. It'll sink into a deep abyss that you'll never be seen again. Eventually your sin will swallow you whole. That's what a life of sin does. It eventually just eats you and eats at you until there's nothing left. Cancer is a sin that when it plagues a body, it just begins to eat away at every cell until eventually the body is so weak that eventually it dies. Sin is like cancer. It eats away at your life. It eats away at everything you once stood for. It eats away at everything that you said you'd never do. You eventually do it. And then there's no fulfillment in your search and you search and you search and you search and you search. And there's no happiness. And eventually... Death. But this morning, there's a banner of hope that flies in the wind, and it's that bloodstained banner. It's not a symbol of defeat, but it is a symbol of victory. And this morning, victory can be yours. Victory can be yours. It's all about the beauty of the morning. The night is gruesome. The night is horrid. The night is horrible. Things happen in the night that we don't understand and we can't see most of the time because we're blinded by the darkness. But in the beauty of the morning, if you'll follow after God, You'll see his beauty unfold in your life. There's a song I was talking with someone last night about. About when God unfolds a rose. A rose if you tried to speed the process up and try to unfold the petals yourself. That you break them. They fall off. And eventually, if you leave it alone after it's broken, it'll bloom out, but it's not as beautiful as it would be. As if you would just let it unfold by itself. That's the way the plan of God is for your life. His mercy's here this morning. Why don't you let God begin to unfold your rose? So that when the morning comes, that your life can be beautiful. That not you have been trying to pick away at it for so long. 
that if you continue to pick away at it, that it's just going to be a, a stem with nothing on the end of it. But if you will allow God to unfold that rose, it'll be something beautiful. Can we stand this morning? I believe that God wants to do something for someone in this place. I wrote a song, and the verse of the song, the Lord began to deal with me. And I wrote a song, and it, it, it simply goes like this. It says, the verse says, Who is this man who died for you and me? Who is this man who gave all unselfishly? Who is this man who conquered all? And when I'm in trouble, on his name, I can call. And this morning, his name is Jesus. You're sitting here and the second verse says, you're wondering how you're going to escape the mess you're in. When there seems, there's no way out. But this morning, I want to encourage you to lift your hands to the one who cares. And he's always there. And his name is Jesus. Is there anyone today that while the sovereign presence of the Lord is moving in this place, that you would come to this front with your hands raised and say, God, I surrender everything to you. God, I've picked it, this rose. I've picked it my life so much that, Lord, it's beginning to look horrible. But, Lord, I give myself away that you can use me and you can unfold the rose and the beauty that is wanting to, to be, my life is wanting to become. The plan, the beautiful plan that you have for my life Lord, I want you to unfold that rose this morning. Is there anyone, is there anyone that'll come that'll say, Lord, it's me. Don't sit there. Don't miss out on what God wants to do for you. Because God is here and he wants to meet your need. God is here. The bloodstained banner has been raised and there's hope for you in this building this morning. But you've got to put forth an effort and say, Lord, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Lord, I need you above all else. I must be saved. Above all else, Lord, I must be saved. There's a song that they sing and it goes like this. I need Thee, oh, I need Thee. Every hour, I need Thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come 
without any music this morning, can we lift our hands? And those of you that know it, can you sing it? I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every That's it, come on. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee that you just wanted to
I'm so unworthy. 
see For when he was on the cross I was on his mind Oh, he knew me
so unworthy of such mercy for when he was on the cross I was on his mind if you believe that sing it he knew me and yet he loved me I'm so unworthy of such mercy when he was on the cross I was on his back oh he I'm so unworthy of all his mercy. Oh, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Aren't you glad you were on his mind? Aren't you glad you were on his mind when he was on the cross? 